1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnold. Rehab. Rehab services. <laughs> we should all be there. We're all, we're, we all, should. we're all football junkies and all this other stuff out there. So, no, this different kind of rehab going on there. If you have athletic injuries, if you just want more performance, tell you what, go talk to the guys at St. Anthony Sports Performance Program. Uh, power, strength, man, that's not going to be an issue. No, I, I hope that maybe if I go there, they can help me get up the steps quicker, you know, and, and not without losing my breath anymore walking up the bleachers. <laughs> They're not miracle workers, man. They're True. not miracle workers. So give them a call if you want to be your best uh, in-season, off-season, any time of the year, 794-5241. It's outstanding, outstanding yes. stuff. All right, so uh, we're going we're gonna to talk. We're going to dive into the, the basketball season, right, and, and yes, winter and sports wrestling. season. Yep. And girls have their first match tonight yes they do yeah so, Isak and south central calhoun girls both heading up to sioux central tonight so yeah for, so that's for wrestling that's going to be a, a real interesting uh meet the first one right out of the shoot for yes. this area so uh we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later on but but we're going to dive into college football right now and we're lacking one third of uh the normal crew here yeah he's somewhere i you know I, i'm sure probably basking in the in the fact that the hawkeyes won a game with 146 yards of total <laughs> offense <laughs> well let it be known that uh the first phone call we made we were able to replace Jeff Honnold on the show today. And upgraded. Well, I, you know, yeah. that that's to be seen. That's to be seen. Uh, we got on the phone with this Iowa Haw- We needed an Iowa Hawkeye fan specifically. We did. yes. So I, I don't think we get any bigger than this. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Pomeroy joining us here this morning on the program. Hey, Dan. Hey. Thanks. Yeah, you're busting up my normal coffee half hour here in Coon Rapids, but I'm, I'm, I'm available. No, you, can, you can get caffeinated any time. This is more important. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now in a previous sentence you just said, the verb lacking uh, in related to Jeff Honnold's name, that gets used a lot. You're not the first one that used that verb and then followed it with his name. See, this is what we need, fresh voices to be able to slam Honnold. Yes, yes. <laughs> so let's let's dive into it. We're going to get there right away. Uh, let's let's talk Iowa Hawkeyes because lots of folks are buzzing about them now that they've, they've won a couple in a row. That was an impressive win at Purdue. Yep. Uh, that they picked up. Then they pick up a win at home against Wisconsin, a lifeless Wisconsin team. I mean, what they what was the final score? 24-10. 24-10. Hawkeyes roll up 147 yards of offense. 146. <laughs> okay, let's get that correct. <laughs> uh, there it is. Yeah, the Nebraska fan is not going to let us have one more yard. <laughs> hey, I, I just will say this, Dan. We gained 146 yards of offense and lost 34-3. to At least you found a way to win with 146 yards. <laughs> well, what, what's the status? The first time that a Big Ten team, or Iowa, has beaten somebody with that amount of yards since 1947, we beat Minnesota with like 142. So it's a, it's a once-in-a-century game. You know, what is the feeling of the Hawkeye fans out there? Are you like, hey, maybe we're getting somewhere with this or what? I, <laughs> I'm i still on the fence on that. I mean, it, you know, anybody that watched the game, obviously Wisconsin helped us out. I mean, uh, Cooper DeGene is a generational talent, but – uh, even even Honnold could have intercepted that pass. <laughs> Merck just turned it through it right to him. You know, oh, I was I was I was getting if Merck if Merck would have done one more, he had a, another pick that that was Moss being very athletic. But 
Heck, if he'd done it one more time, I was going to invite Mertz to my tailgate after the game. <laughs> Dan, on, on a serious note, you do bring up Cooper DeGene. Um, man, what an impact uh, he's having for the Hawkeyes this year. And, and coming from OABCIG, which we don't cover, but we see a lot, you know, in, in a lot of different sports. What a special athlete and what a special player and career he may have with the Hawkeyes. Isn't that crazy? And the fact that we were, I think we were his only D1 offer, unless Iowa State offered too, you know, but he didn't have many offers coming out, you know. Uh, it's just another great Reese Morgan find, you know, at the small high schools of Iowa, a, a, a multi-sport athlete that's uh, a great student, a great character, and works hard, and Wow. Well, he's, he's getting acclaimed because he's on the right side of the football. I mean, offensively, there was a little chatter among Iowa Hawkeye fans. Let's put him in on offense, see what he can do there. What do you think about that? Well, there was a gentleman from Coon Rapids that was selling something up in Ida Grove and told me the story. He went into a cafe here before the Northwestern game and, and saw a bunch of farmers in the cafe in Ida Grove and uh, went up to him and said, boy, your buddy, uh, your boy here from town, Cooper DeGene, is having quite the season for us. And the farmer said to him, he says, well, somebody got to tell them two damn parents that they need to start him at quarterback. And uh, <laughs> he said, we wouldn't be losing these games. And the guy from Coon Rapids said back to him, well, he might end up being an all-Big Ten de- defensive back. And he goes, well, I didn't say take him off the defensive team. He can play both ways. He did it here. He can play both ways. Yeah, there's a whole other level going on here. But So this sets up an interesting scenario. You got Minnesota this week. Then you got Nebraska, Black Friday game uh, on that one. Uh, tell us about it. What, are you feeling good going into that Minnesota game? Well, I, um, well the bookies think we're going to lose, and they're usually right. So uh, I don't think I'm feeling real good about it. Uh, the weather certainly is going to be whoever runs it better, and, and obviously Mo Ibrahim is better than our guy, even though our guy is decent. But our offensive line is uh, what would be a uh, safe uh, challenge. <laughs> our offensive line is challenged. You know. but, so, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's, it's really a two-horse race it, if you look at it really hard. Because just figure Illinois is out. They're not going to beat Michigan in Ann Arbor. So yeah, and, and by the way, how disappointing was Illinois and uh, Purdue? You thought, Illinois, here's your chance to make your mark and nothing. Yeah, right. Yeah. So they're out of the race. And so that leaves Purdue, Minnesota, and us. Well, Minnesota has to have Purdue lose because Purdue's already beaten them. So, and Purdue, I, I don't know what Blankman thinks, but I don't think Purdue's going to lose. They, they have Northwestern at home, and then they go to Indiana. I don't see them losing either one of those. I, I agree with you, Dan. I, I don't, but I don't see you guys losing either. I, I, I just oh, this def, this defense and your special teams, as bad as your offense is, um, they make plays, uh, and they've done that all season long. And and I don't see that changing. If you can control Ibrahim, which I think your guys' run defense is good enough to be able to contain him, he he didn't chew up Nebraska. Um, you know, I I just uh, I, I I think that you guys find a way to win both games. I would like nothing better to to uh, put it up uh, 
P.J. Flex backside one more for the eighth year in a row. <laughs> so, then, yeah, then the Nebraska game, and okay, we're going to get into that one. Uh, it's at Iowa City, right? Yes. Yep. Okay, yeah, so, Blankman, your your view of that game right now, we, we sit about two weeks out? I, and actually, I, a little less than a week. A little, little over a week, over yeah. A week, yeah. I, I would, I, I'm just going to say this. It all comes down to whether or not Casey Thompson plays. I'm not saying that Nebraska wins the game if Casey Thompson plays, but if Casey Thompson plays, he gives us a chance to be in the game and maybe have a chance to pull out a win. If he doesn't play, I, I just don't see it happening. Our offense is is it's pretty much not it, – it's, it's Iowa's offense w- without Casey Thompson at quarterback. You know, remember, uh, Jeff, uh, Logan Smothers played pretty well against us out there for a while last year. Until the fourth quarter. But he's hurt right now, too, Dan, and not 100%. So whether or not he's even able to play, and Chubba Purdy might be out as well. So we might be down to a fourth-string guy if Casey Thompson doesn't play. that's great news. (laughs) (laughs) that, That doesn't count as one of the slams, correct? Uh, no, we're two and a half. The bookie set the slams at two and a half. Right. So, yeah. yeah, that doesn't count as one. The qu- question I got for Jeff on that game is, I mean, Mickey Joseph and his co- coaching staff are really going to have to do some motivational work to get them to play hard in that game. Because don't you think there's a certain element of teams when they know they aren't going to a bowl game and they, they don't even know who their head coach is going to be next year, let alone their positional co- coach, some of them might have a I'm I'm not I'm not putting out for this. I'm going to enter the portal anyway, or I'm I'm not going to bust my ass on this. I mean, I, they're going to have to do some real, uh, you know, Newt Rockney speeches to get them all fired up. I would think. <laughs> I, I I have a concern on that, Dan. I really do. The only thing I'll say, and I know it was last year's group, and so far this year, I, they had no chance against Michigan, and I think everybody knew that. But they still went out and, and gave great effort. I, I, there's something about this group over there. Even last year when they finished three and nine, they gave great effort. Um, the other thing I will bring up, and, and like I said, it's it's all a hope. But Iowa wins against Minnesota. Uh, Nebraska could knock them out of the Big Ten championship game with a win. And I think with the rivalry that's developed and the, and the pure hatred that's developed between those two programs, I, I could see Nebraska players being up for the opportunity to, to snap the losing streak and play hard because they don't want to allow you guys to get into the Big Ten championship game. Gosh, I would think they'd want us in the Big Ten championship game so they could laugh on TV when we get beat by 50 points by Michigan or Ohio State. That. That leads me into that question. Of course, uh, you know, do, do you want that? I mean, the, the logical thing is, yes, you absolutely want to go to a championship game. But after last year's experience and you know it's going to be Michigan, Ohio State, one of those two, two of the top four teams in the country. What's your thought? You want to go? You don't want to go? Absolutely. We want to go. <laughs> absolutely. We get extra practices. We're on national TV. I get to go eat at St. Elmo's Fire place over there with the shrimp and all that. So it's, so it's strictly a, a selfish thing here. If he, has anybody watched this offensive line? We need the extra practice. <laughs> Dan, I got a question. Dan, I, I've got a question for you. There was so much scuttlebutt early in the year about need to make changes on the offensive staff, need a new play caller, and all those types of things. All of a sudden, now you guys have won, and it's not been because of the offense. If you guys get to the Big Ten championship game, I can't see Kirk saying, hey, yeah, see, we need to change the offense. I see your head coach going, see, we told you we could win a division with the way we do it, and then there's no changes made to what's going on with that offense. 
Yeah, no. And I always, I always challenge Hawkeye fans that are on that other side of the fence. I said, what changes do you want us to do? Do you want us to go to the wishbone or the RPO or call up Floyd Foreman and have him come down and <laughs> teach us the double wing? I mean, what, 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 what would you do? I've never been uh, a, an X's and O's guy as a fan. I'm a Jimmy's and Joe's guy. I mean, there's a reason the offense isn't successful, and that's because nobody in our offensive line except for one guy can go downtown and buy his own drink. I mean, it, it's, we're too young. We're too young and too inexperienced. I, I put that on the coach's plate because we had that 2018-19 bubble where all seven offensive linemen all didn't pan out for us. So now we're paying the price, you know. All right, so, so we're going to wrap this up because we spent way too much time talking about the Iowa Hawkeyes, I think, anyway. So. But uh, your prediction, Iowa wins out and goes to the championship game, Dan? Uh, well, Franklin thinks we can beat Minnesota. up. I just don't know whether we can beat Minnesota up there. Uh, uh, they got. Uh, I would say we're 50-50. 50-50. All right. You think so too, Blankman? I, I'm going 100 percent in. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, they're they're going to win the division. Uh, I I said before this winning streak started, I told Doug Wanager, I told Jeff Honnold, they're going to win out. The only part I was wrong, I said, I said they'd average 50 a game, and that was partly a joke. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I said they would win out, and they have not lost a game since I said that. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. That's good. All right, so I'll, I'll, I'll take it. A, a big red fan. Well, he'll be cheering for us because he wants to prove everybody that he's right. I like that. No, I, I'll be cheering for you because I want to watch you lose by sixty in the championship. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> okay, that's, that, All right, that, that's good. That's like Honold saying he felt sorry for you. And, you know, it's like your mom going, I, "I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed in you." Yeah, you that's know, that that's, kind of deal. That's why I told Honold last week that hurt more than any joke that anybody's <laughs> thrown out at me. Man, it was like mom being disappointed. That's the worst feeling. <laughs> that's good. Hey, you're going to switch to basketball, and I'll get off on for you here, so you can do that. But uh, I'm really curious. I'll listen after you guys get off. What what you think? How this shot clock will affect things, and I sat it with Corey Meyer a week ago at uh, uh, at a junior high game up here, and of course, how, how lucky are we, as you both know, that we have a guy like Corey Meyer coaching yes. our boys basketball team. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a great guy. And, one, one of the best. Uh, he said he went through some old tapes from just last year, and there was only just maybe a handful of times that we went over 35 seconds. So... Maybe it won't affect it at all. Yeah, it, I, th- I think that's more of a mindset than anything else. But before we before we get to that, uh, I do want to bring up Iowa State because we haven't talked about them at all. They got Texas Tech this week at TCU. You figure you split those two games, five and seven. What are the odds Iowa State goes to a bowl game, Dan? <laughs> Wait a minute. How are they going to go at five and seven? Well, they, they, they are. They said that actually there's the experts say there's probably two slots available. Uh, the last time I heard Chris Hassel was talking about this the other day, he said Rice is guaranteed one of them. And the other one would be Iowa State if they finish five and seven on the season. They're they're not going five and seven. They they should just call up Southeast Polk and play them in the Uni Dome after the end. Of the <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? To get that win, why not? You know what? Yeah, there. I I don't see that happening. I thought I read this morning on the Athletic there was like 82 teams already eligible. 
So. Oh, okay. So maybe they do have those filled up, and there's no chance for that to happen. But uh, they were talking about uh, Iowa State possibly in like the heart of Texas Bowl on December 27th in Dallas. Okay, that was where they were kind of predicting right now. But yeah, if they if they've got other teams that are eligible. Yeah, I'm sure that's probably not going to happen. And we'll get Dan's thoughts on this. Uh, you know, not to just you know bring up anything for Iowa State fans, but you know, there's been a love affair with Matt Campbell. I know they're young this year. I know mm-hmm. they've had a lot of close losses. Um, shine off, I think. It, yeah, Matt how Campbell much shine year. is off for Iowa State fans right now? They get the win over Iowa. Uh, they they finally get that which, win. Which, but, by the way, now the more Iowa wins, the more it helps Iowa State's and like their their power yes. rankings and all that. But but where where's the thoughts on Iowa State fans? Is this a Dan McCartney, you know, Paul Rhodes thing where you win early and then things start to slide again, or what's the thoughts? I wonder for Iowa State fans. What do you think, Dan? Boy, well, you know, first of all, uh, most of these losses have been what, what one score, one possession games. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's just been a series of bad luck uh, for them. And obviously, Matt's, Matt's a terrific coach. I think it took some of the luster off of him maybe finding a, uh, another position somewhere. But, uh, no, I, don't, I think I'd stick with him, obviously. Yeah, when, when you're that high up on a pedestal, you got nowhere else to go yep. but down, right? Yeah, yep, that's right. You know, and that that was it's been a little bit of a tough league this year the Big 12 has, you know. Some of the teams that you normally think you're going to beat easily like Kansas, they're actually pretty good. So Yeah, I know. They were, they were real good this and they've had a solid year and they're going to go to a bowl game and all that. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I guess you know if Iowa State if a 5 and 7 team gets to a bowl game or not. But yeah. uh, Dan, we're going to let you go. Thanks so much for joining us on the uh, on the program this morning and uh, you know what? Filling in for Honold. It was it was, it was big big shoes to fill, don't you think? Yeah, Jeffrey's got big shoes, all right. I left left him speechless on that one right there. Yeah, you did. All right. Thanks, Dan, so much for joining us here. Thanks for calling me up, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Dan Pomeroy joining us here this morning on KCIM Sports Rewind. Always have fun to have a little different opinion on things. And, oh, Dan's got an opinion. He does. Mm -hmm. And and he's well-educated in a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Yes. it's it's not just fly by the seat of your pants stuff. He no. he knows this stuff. Yeah, and and I was surprised in a way. Not that he didn't say that he was not never been an X and O's guys. I, the fact that he didn't seem like he, he's frustrated. I think with the Iowa offense, but was not one of those guys that felt like there was a change that needed to be made. I didn't know if there was an Iowa fan out there that mm-hmm. didn't feel like some kind of a change needed to be made. You know, on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I, I can see definitely uh, Iowa wins the last two games. No changes made in the offseason. You're rolling yep. with what you got, and you're still trying to, like heck to go recruit a quarterback who can do something for you. Like Dan said, got to recruit offensive linemen. They've they've got a lot of things on the offensive yeah. side of the ball they need to fix. By the way, I love, I love Dan's takes and stuff. He's been an official for so yes. long and a good official yes. uh, for lots of different sports and things. So knows what he's talking about, knows good play when he sees it. Absolutely. And I hope he's right on the Minnesota game, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right. We've got to take a break. We'll talk about the winter sports season coming up next on Rewind. As the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, Call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. 
uh, KCIM Sports Rewind. It's Sports Director Jeff Blankman. Jeff Honnold somewhere. We don't. He's yeah. MIA today. Yeah, he might not even be listening. We haven't gotten you know pestered from him yet. <laughs> you know that that you know that we've been ripping on him. I so. got my angry tweet. Uh, yeah, angry. Yeah, uh, usually he tells us we're number one at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. But uh, thanks so much for Dan Pomeroy stepping in there and filling in, uh, filling in the Hawkeye shoes uh, for us today. Yes. So let's talk winter sports season. Specifically, it's uh, the debut of, of girls wrestling. It and is. That is tonight. Yeah. I- I- excited to see. I'm not going to be able to make it up there. Um, I have some uh, media day things that we need to attend today and, and late today and, and an interview this evening uh, that I've got to do. Um, so not going to be able to make it up to Sioux Central for the debut of our area girls wrestling teams. But we wish uh, East Sac County and, and South Central Calhoun the absolute uh, best of luck. And, and uh, I'll be uh, talking to coaches tonight and kind of finding out how things went and We'll get a recap story put up uh, on the website at sports.1380kcim.com later on tonight. I just really hope that it is just a raucous crowd. I have a feeling it will be. Like the big time wrestling match, like state tournament kind of stuff. Go out and appreciate these girls for going out and being a part of the first to step forward. Yeah, and both of these programs have had girls out now for a number of years, so this isn't going to be new, uh, you know, for a lot of the girls uh, that are going to be competing for for both of these programs. ESAC and South Central Calhoun were kind of out front um, in leading the way, especially South Central Calhoun. I, it's probably been, you know, six, seven years now that, they, that they've had a girl or, or multiple girls on their wrestling team and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so good for them and, and, and good now for, for the young ladies that, that want to give this a chance and hopefully it goes well. Yeah, I, and by the way, ESAC in another meet coming up later on this week. They're going to be yes. at uh, Fort Dodge Tournament coming up on Thursday. When do uh, Kemper gets going, I believe, Saturday? Is uh, it? Yes, uh, Carol and Kemper are both uh, in Saturday. The Kemper girls and South Central Calhoun girls will go to the Ridgeview Tournament on Saturday. And then the Carol girls are over at Nevada uh, on Saturday. So pretty much almost all of our teams uh, will have a meet in by uh, you know the end of this first week, except for the Audubon uh, group, and uh, they'll they kind of get their season going after thanksgiving yeah and the boys uh, i don't see a ton of wrestling meets going on right now. Yeah, the girls are taking center stage right now they do and and i'm wondering if it's because the girls state meet is a week earlier than the boys so they're probably getting the girls started with with meets a little bit earlier but yeah the boys um they'll start uh, you know after thanksgiving and and kind of right before the the beginning of of the the month of december so all right, let's talk uh, a little bit about the boys' teams out there. Who's strong in wrestling this year? I I look for the two teams here in town to be really, really good. Uh, I, I think both Kemper and Carroll High have... have Carroll coming off one of their best seasons ever. They are, absolutely, and a lot of those guys back. And the interesting thing is, is normally they've always been really good you know, with the smaller weights, they have a hard time filling those 220 and 285s and just getting wrestlers, not that the wrestlers mm-hmm. that they've had haven't been good when they've had them, but they don't always fill those weights. And I think this year they're going to be more balanced throughout, uh, and I think that's going to help them. And, and, and Kemper, I look for them. They were really solid last year as well, and I look for them to be really, really good again this year. I think Shane Vaughn's uh, really developed a lot of excitement with that program up there, and, and they've got some great guys, and, and, and I look for them to be really good. I, the interesting one for me is going to be South Central Calhoun. I was just going to bring them up. Traditionally mm-hmm. really, really good, but Lance Schultz, their longtime coach, has stepped away, and they're going with co-head coaches. 
They've got some really good talent up there. Um, you know, Brock Natris, one of those guys. But, uh, you know, I, it's going to be interesting to me just to see if they wrestle differently or the changes, if there are any, in, in the way things work without Lance. It's just anytime you change a coach, especially one that's been so successful yeah. and there for as long as he's been, you, you, you wonder if there's going to be any differences. All that knowledge, yes. you know, all of a sudden is taken away from that. But on the other hand, you could say, hey, there's different ways of doing things and bring a little different perspective. Absolutely. These kids have grown up in Lance's program, but yes. now they have to get to experience a little something different. Yeah, and and, and so I, I think they're going to be really good again this year. So I, you know, Coons going to have Coons got a fuller team this year. They're filling out the roster better. As <laughs> excuse me, sorry about that. They're filling out the roster this year, which is something that they've struggled to do. I know Audubon's numbers are still down this year. I think they've mm-hmm. got one or two kids from ICAM Manning coming in, but they're struggling for numbers and and in Eastack County. Charlie Veit's a guy. If you haven't seen him wrestle yet, he's a guy that I think that you want to go out and watch wrestle. Coon Rapids still? The, yeah, numbers are going to be better for them this year. Are they're they? going to be really young. From what I understand, they got about 10, 12 kids out, but uh, they're going to be really young. So one of the things that are uh, going to start, I'm going to send out messages today. Um, we've had our girls and boys basketball preview shows that we've been promoting. It's We haven't forgot about wrestling. I'll be getting interviews with all of our wrestling coaches probably late this week or early next week and try to get those out on the website so you'll be able to kind of find out what the coaches feel about the upcoming season. Yeah. So. If you want to hear from the uh, Carolyn Kemper girls wrestling coaches, we had them on last week. We did. Absolutely, so. yeah. So That's Sam Bonami and Barry Schmitz you know, were with us last week. Yep, podcast is available on the website and through the mobile app. All right, let's talk basketball. The preview show coming up tonight for the girls. It's the replay of it. Uh, your overview of the girls' season. They've got the shot clock this this year, brand new in basketball. They do. Yeah, I, I think the, it, the, the sh- we'll start with the shot clock. I, it, it's going to be interesting. I agree with Dan and Corey's assessment. I think for the most part, you won't notice it. Um, where it will be noticed is, is that late game where teams try to run clock and, and those type of things. I think in certain situations, it will be good. I, I, I wonder in other situations, if you've got a team that's up by 26 you know, and stuff, and they're wanting to kind of shorten the game and run some clock. Now mm-hmm. you're taking that opportunity. So now are those margins going to get larger because those teams are going to have to continue to get shots up and those types of things. So, 30, um, a 35 second shot, 35 clock? second shot clock. Uh, you know, my what, other. What are the odds it stays there? I bet in the next couple of years they whittle that time down. Maybe if they want to speed the game up a little bit. Yeah, and I don't know if they can a whole lot. I, I think the most they would maybe go is 30. I can't see them going because 24 is what the NBA used. So I would mm-hmm. hope that they would never try to push it to, you know, to that level. Uh, and, and I think that would be just way too quick. Uh, you know, one of the concerns I do have, it, you know, beyond schools finding somebody to be able to run it, you know, officials now having with, you know, no, there's no chance for replay. So how many times are we going to have it where, okay, did the shot clock expire before the shot? So you're going to have, yeah. you know, officials are going to have to have discussions. They can't go review it. So they're going to have to get together. And is that going to slow the game down? And then you're, you're gonna, that's going to put the pressure on the one person running that clock at the yes, scores table. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're struggling to find officials now. I hope this doesn't start chasing more officials away um, that don't want to have to deal with that mm-hmm. aspect of it. So, and my other concern is you do have teams, girls teams and boys teams that struggle to get the ball up the court. 
struggle to be able to get off good shots. And I know what people are saying is, is you're going to force teams to shoot. But are, if you're forcing a team that can't get good shots in 40 seconds to now take a good shot in 35 seconds or 30 seconds, is it going to be a better shot or is it going to be a chuck towards the rim? And are you really making those teams better? As far as numbers-wise, we're struggling to get girls out for basketball right now in some of our local schools really struggling to even get teams together this year Mm -hmm. if you're forcing this is this going to get the numbers better or not uh you know is this going to hurt the numbers and are you going to be hurting things overall but i i I, you know there's things that i do like about it you know i speeding the game up if it does will be okay um, do, you, called, do you think that's going to bring a little less physicality by speeding up the game? Maybe, but but I doubt it. I, I just think the game's called physical anymore. I think you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think they allowed them play because um, so many of these kids are in AAU and club, and and the, they don't call things there, and and things are very physical. <laughs> so they they really kind of get a, you know used to playing you know that style. Um, one of the things as an announcer, I will admit, I've done games where a team has stood out at the half court line for almost the entire first quarter holding the ball because they want to, you know, take the air out of the yeah. basketball. It's going to stop those types of things because you're not going to be able to do that. So I, I you know, I, those those types of things are going to benefit the game. And I'm sure there are other things that, you know, you know, I know Randy Snyder was a big proponent of it. He loved the idea of it. Um, so he probably could tell you lots of things that uh, he's you know, in favor he thinks, of. Shot yes, clock. absolutely. Uh, he was I, pushing I for liked, it when he coached. So. I would have liked to have seen a clock on him when he walks from the dugout <laughs> to the pitcher's mound. So. We used to do it with the sundial, remember? <laughs> uh, boys, uh, let's talk about the girls' seat teams. Uh, yes. uh, who stands out to you in the girls, and then we'll get to the boys. I, I got to start probably with the South Central Calhoun girls. Uh, made state last year. Uh, you know, they're going to be good again this year. Um, they've got a lot of that core back. Um, you got Riley Baddock, Kylie Schleichman, two leaders on that team. And I think as long as they're there, they've got a chance to be, uh, you know, really, really good. Uh, it'll be interesting for me with Kemper, new coach. Um, they've, they've got some really good talent. They're going to be a different team this year. They don't have the size maybe that they've had in the, in the past with a quet gone. But, uh, you know, maybe um, better shooters, a little quicker, can do things and run the offense and, and run the defense a little bit differently. Um, Carol High, uh, a lot of really good kids that have had a focus on basketball. basketball and, and softball has kind of been this junior-senior group's focus sports you know for for their yeah. career so I, I think it'll be interesting again they're going to lack size but you're now in year three with katie cook and and she's starting to get that program developed in the in the things that she wants to do and and how she wants to do them and 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 it, it'll be interesting for me on how that program goes as well glenn ralston is another team that i think's got a chance to be you know really pretty good this year just athletic yeah absolutely athletic quick uh they've got some shooters they'll be able to defend they're going to be able to rebound there's there's not going to be many weak I don't think for Glenn Ralston, but again, new coach, new yep. coach over there, Ashley Kaler. In fact, Glenn Ralston replacing both coaches on the girls and boys side of things. Yeah, there's going to be changes over there, and they're, they're going to have to adapt to that. Let's talk about the boys. Uh, what stands out with you? I know we got the preview show coming up on Thursday night. You're still wrapping up interviews yep. uh, with that from the coaches, but what have you gleaned so far from from talking to the coaches? Um, I, yeah, Carol, hi, I'm going to bring them up first here. I, I just talked with Randy here this morning, and, and I think everybody that follows that program knows they graduated so much uh, from last year, you know, you know, pretty much the face of the team from last year has, has graduated. But 
Randy's developed a program. Uh, it's not just a team. He they graduate kids every year, and they just continue to kind of to roll on. Last year they made state. I don't know if they'll be a state team this year. Not saying that they can't be, but it'll be interesting. You're going to have a bunch of different guys playing different roles uh, and stuff, and then mm-hmm. some guys that you know maybe didn't have to score last year are going to have to score this year. And and but I look for them to be really good. I also look for Kemper to be really really good this year. I really do. I think they're going to be outstanding. South Central Calhoun. I think it's going to be what, really, what stands really out about Kemper too. for you? Uh, the athleticism and the athletes, and I think that uh, you know you could see it. DJ Vanami gives them inside play along with Evan Adams. They've got great shooters and Carson Canny and Michael Kaspabauer. There's not really any areas that they can't do well if, if they play well on the defensive side. I think the offense this year should come fairly easy for them. All right. You mentioned anybody else out there for boys? That uh, Coon Rabbits Baird will be interesting, as as you know. Dan said, I I just look at Corey and and he gets everything out of that group every single year because he's one of the elite coaches here in the area. Yeah, his team's uh, you don't want to say overachieve, but boy, yeah. he just absolutely gets the most out of them. Yep, and and they will defend. They will go out and they will shut you down defensively. That's what they're going to do. Early season games. What are you looking forward to? Is there something on the schedule you looked at and went, oh, that that's going to be fun? A Carol Kemper boys game right away. Um, you know, kind of looking forward to that one, uh, just to see where where both teams are at to start the season. Is that Carol, uh, Carol at Carol or at Kemper? I, I honestly haven't looked uh, at that yet. <laughs> you failed. You failed me on it's that question. It's not coming up until after Thanksgiving, man. I, I thought you knew it all. And by the way, I use the word glean in the show, so which I have to give me an extra I did not point catch that, yeah. Vocabulary, yeah. yeah. I, I was pretty impressed with myself there. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Listen for the pregame view shows. Girls tonight, 6.30, and the boys Thursday night at 6.30. Sandwiched in between there, we got uh, UNI, Iowa State women at UNI on Wednesday night. So get the schedules, get it all sports uh, app. Let's throw in a quick plug for that because that is terrific. Anything you want to follow this year in sports, that app is awesome. Absolutely. Love the app. Uh, pull it up. Go to the website as well, sports.1380kcim.com. You can find all of the things that we do. Do want to say this. Tomorrow night I'm headed to Drake uh, to watch Kara Peter play. Um, they're going to be playing UNI for the, you know, the conference. UNI has pretty much wrapped it up, but Drake in second place in the conference right now. But I'll be talking with Kim Davis, Kim McCaffrey Davis after the game, along with Kara nice. Peter. So I'll get some interviews up. And then Saturday I'm headed up to watch Amy Adams. Um, so I'll get an interview with Amy coming up later this week as well. All right. Outstanding stuff. You can look forward to some of that uh, appearing on the sports website and through the mobile app. Download that mobile app in your app store by searching CB Sports Network. That's KCIM Sports Rewind for this week.